got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. What another... And you guys have been saying it all day. Thank you to everybody who's watching us here at the Sports Grid TV Network. I want to wish everybody and their families a very happy, safe, and healthy start to the new decade in 2020. Let's get right into it, guys. Talking about it all day. Jason Garrett, the soap opera continues. While the Redskins appear to be closing in on a new coach in Ron Rivera, the Giants opted to move on from Pat Shermer. Jason Garrett remains the Dallas Cowboys coach for now. He met with Jerry Jones and general manager owner and general manager briefly uh, after lunch on Monday, but by the end of the business day, there was no news conference, and the coach's future was still up in the air. He's scheduled to meet again with Jerry Jones and his son Stephen uh, today, confirming a report by the Dallas Morning News. With talks ongoing Monday, uh, it's tough to take, said uh, veteran linebacker Sean Lee. He's among players who uh, will become unrestricted free agents, so the whole organization entirely for the Cowboys is looking like a, a giant... Uh, flip-flop here as many players will be probably entering free agency. Garrett's future remains the most pressing issue. His contract expires on January 14th, but after Sunday's dominant victory over the Washington Redskins, which meant nothing because the Eagles took down the Giants, Jones has said he has not set a timetable for a decision yet. Uh, just a fun Fun fact, I guess you want to say, the Cowboys have not had a full-blown coaching search since 2007 after who retired? Bill Parcells. There you go. He interviewed a number of candidates, Jerry Jones, back then, including Jason Garrett, and he settled on Wade Phillips. Uh, so we'll see what happens. You know, this is an, this is one of the top stories all season and every year. And whether also, or not- Fasano, like whoever becomes the head coach of the Cowboys, you have to realize that whoever that scheme is, that's going to be the answer for Venmo Bryan about, like, do we want Dak yeah. to run that person's scheme. How important is having a wide out like Amari to that person's scheme? You know, so that's the first domino to fall. And I wonder how much that plays into it, right? Sure. This idea of does this person want Dak as their quarterback or do they want to go on the merry-go-round with the Brissettes and the Cars and the Jameises and the Tannehills of the world? Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. They were talking about they wanted to franchise Dak, how much that's right. going to be. So it's but a does very. Does the new head coach want to franchise Dak? Yeah, exactly. Going to be a huge factor, whoever's at the helm uh, for the Cowboys. That'll be the final say uh, in the Dak saga. Uh, moving on, but sticking with the NFL, Bruce Arians, guys, said the Buccaneers can win with a quarterback other than Jameis Winston. One day after Winston became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, uh, Arians said little to inspire confidence in Jameis Winston and whether or not he will be back next year. When asked on Monday if he believes the Bucks could win with another quarterback, he responded, another quarterback? Oh, yeah, we can win with this one. We can definitely win with another one, too. We're going to have this defense. Uh, so I really don't know if another team... Uh, Actually, I'm probably sure another team would love to have Jameis Winston. I mean, he, he's he's asking for thirty million a year, I believe. So uh, the question he'll is, he'll be whether a starter somewhere in the NFL. He'll be a starter, but the question is, who's going to be willing to pay him thirty million dollars? Um, but that still remains in the air. He was uh, the eighth quarterback to reach five thousand passing yards in a season, um, but with his turnovers, opponents scored one hundred and twelve points off of his turnovers, the most in the NFL this year. Uh, they said they weren't able to bench him because of the position injuries. So uh, Winston was their guy all year. And uh, well, Do you want Jameis, Carr, or Brissett? Personally, I would take Brissett. 
just because of his mobility. Okay. And uh, I think earlier, saying, like you know, or Mariota or Dalton. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of options, lot of options. there, and then Absolutely. you got Cam probably above them all. Absolutely. I mean, with Brissett, wasn't he uh, entering the first like ten weeks of the season? He scored at least two touchdowns a game. Yeah. So I think. Listen. Well, Jameis Winston just threw for fifty-one hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if <laughs> you, you, know, can, if you so, can afford those turnovers. It's going to be a very interesting, different flavors for different teams, depending on what they want, what style they want, and where in the cycle and the process they are. A lot of options. Absolutely. Really quickly, guys, Los Angeles Clippers in the NBA. We're going to switch to the NBA really quick. Uh, Clippers guard Patrick Beverly is expected to miss a few games with a right wrist sprain. Uh, he was ruled out for today's game against Sacramento after suffering the injury in the loss against the Utah Jazz. He took himself out of the game after uh, a falling on his right arm. Uh, and after x-rays, it was nothing showing up. It came back negative. Um, but Doc Rivers said Beverly had difficulty grasping the ball, so they decided to sit him. You know what that means, Dane. Who's going to be getting the start from now on for the Clippers? <laughs> Lou Williams, sixth man of the year. Hopefully he doesn't get too many starts because he wants that sixth man. Oh, six man of the year. Yeah, exactly. So uh, hopefully he's not starting for too long so he can still qualify for that sixth man of the year. Really quickly, guys, we got a ton of bowl games today. Virginia Tech taking on Kentucky in the Elk Bowl. Uh, Virginia Tech is your two-and-a-half-point favorite. Florida State taking on Arizona State. Arizona State four-and-a-half-point favorites in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. And, of course, I guess the last game of the 2019 season, Utah taking on Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Right now it sits at Utah. Seven-point favorites. The total is 54 and a half. All right, have a happy new year. Going to send it back to the crew on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash before the end of the decade. The Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Final hour, make it rain, 2019, coming to a close. We're going to be welcoming in 2020 here shortly. And uh, the uh, the headlines continue to write themselves here for the NFL as a change is coming outside of the 12 teams that are getting ready to battle here in the playoffs, uh, trying to get uh, to a Super Bowl champion. Uh, some of the teams that uh, actually most of the teams all are scrambling who didn't make the playoffs. But there are uh, some bits of information here for one franchise, that being the uh, the Raiders. Uh, they have, uh, well, number one, they just signed Richie Incognito to a two-year, $14 million extension. So uh, Incognito apparently has the dosage uh, level correct of the Thorazine. So uh, yeah, really. they will bring him back, and uh, as well they should. Uh, that offensive line with him, Rodney Hudson, uh, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown, Colton Miller. Yeah, they've got a formidable test there. And now uh, that one-year deal of his has turned into uh, an extra two years at $14 million. And quietly, the NFL lifted the ban on Vontez Perfect and didn't make hmm. any fanfare about it. But he is no longer on the NFL's naughty list. He is now about that? back with the Oakland Raiders. So, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, Joe. The Las Vegas, Vegas I'm sorry, the uh, Vegas Raiders now. And based upon the support he got throughout that entire hmm. process from Gruden, I have no doubt he will be in Vegas with this team in 2020. So I thought that was interesting that quietly, oh, yeah, yeah. they took his name off of the, uh, the indefinite suspended list. Didn't tell anybody, but the reality is 
Vontez Burfick back in the NFL, back with the Raiders, and so will Richie Incognito, who only missed, I think, four games this year. So, and two of them, I think, were because he had a suspension coming his way prior when they signed him. So, a pretty reliable dude, $14 million, but perfect and incognito, perfect Raiders at the perfect time, Dave. Best thing to happen to them was Miles Garrett because yes. the suspension yes. for Burfecht was for like all his previous things. That's and then when right. you stacked it up against Miles Garrett, it didn't look right anymore. Nope. Nope. And no wonder now, this quiet. Yeah. Amazing how that flew under the radar, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. no, no. NFL no won't expose huh? their inconsistencies. Ridiculous. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, let's get to it, guys. Five bowl games on the slate here today on this final day of 2019. You got seven NBA games, 15 college hoops games, and 13 NHL games. Uh, Monster day on the card. It's going to start early, too, as you've got uh, the ACC taking on Kentucky here for yet another matchup. Uh, Kentucky getting three points here, taking on uh, VaTech, also Florida State. Uh, we'll be taking on Herm Edwards in Arizona State a little bit later this afternoon. Navy will have a chance to uh, to tell the whole world that, yeah, yeah, we can not only beat Army, but uh, we can beat Kansas State, too. And somebody believes it because uh, it's pushed from uh, getting a point to laying three now for Navy mm-hmm. at Kansas State. Uh, Georgia State, like watching paint dry that offense, taking on Wyoming. A uh, lot of lot of action to the under here. Opened up at 49 and a half. I'm seeing a lot of 47s here. And, and then, uh, so there are, and of course, tonight, it'll all culminate with the Alamo Bowl, which I find the most intriguing matchup. And will be the last football game of 2019. And fitting, as you've got a Utah team who had spent the entire year, Dane, the entire year. Telling everybody that you're not giving us any respect, and yet you go out and lay eggs against USC and Oregon on the biggest stages, and you fall flat on your face. Uh, Every damn week, the committee comes out. It was Utah sitting right there. I mean, a team that had everything to play for, controlled their own destiny. Basically controlled their own. Instead of of Oklahoma, not that it would have mattered, but instead of Oklahoma, we should have had Utah. And they just didn't get the job done. Now they're stuck on New Year's Eve uh, playing in San Antonio in the Alamo Bowl against against uh, Texas in Texas. Yeah, basically a Texas team in Texas for a coach who um, this is the biggest game of uh, of his tenure right now at Texas. A disappointing year, one that's marred in, in just injury upon injury to all his starters. But. He is one of the most profitable underdog coaches we have seen in college. Uh, This guy is pure money as an underdog, as a favorite, not so much. But as a dog, over the years at Texas, he has proven, uh, even at Houston, he has proven that uh, you do not want to count against Herman when his back against the wall. So they're healthier. They've got everything to play for. 
to me, this is all about motivation with Utah. Uh, should Utah be laying more than a touchdown against anybody? Uh, maybe Utah a little overrated. Maybe yeah. Texas a little underrated. I would so not be they, comfortable laying seven did, and a half with a Utah team that should have been in the playoffs right. and spent the whole year thinking they were playoff bound. Yeah, that motivation factor is definitely there as early as as late as the Pac-12 championship, right? They They still had a path. We were loving the chaos theory, Joe. Remember, they had a path to be number four. My question for you on that game, though, is don't they bring one of the best defenses in the country? 54 and a half. Is that is that high to you? Because I know Utah at least has a defense. Yeah, listen, they they both have athletes. As far as talent level goes, the defense of Utah, absolutely. I mean, there's no denying it. Their defense was really good. uh, But you played in a soft-ass conference. Uh, okay. in uh, in the Pac-12, and you're, a lot of those numbers got padded because you beat a bunch of nobodies. Uh, okay. So, you know, it, everything is relative as far as the Big 12. The Big 12 is a very high, um, sure. high offense octane kind yeah, of conference out, over yeah. there. So, uh, to me, it's, uh, yes, Ellinger do they have the guys that are going to play in the NFL? You bet your ass okay. they do. <clears throat> Does right. Texas have athletes? Yeah, and they're finally healthy. Um, you know, their five-star uh, athletes who didn't play all year are finally here. And they got an upperclassman quarterback here who hates Baker Mayfield and Sam Ellinger, so, which uh, already makes him very popular in my book. But that's seven and a half. That hook is out there, guys. And that's – I just don't buy the motivation of a Utah team who, think about it, spent the entire year being told – you're one of the four best. You're going to be playing for a national championship. And they didn't get the job done. I mean, that's that's got to be disheartening, Dane. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we talk about that motivation. We saw it with USC earlier. Mm-hmm. We saw it with uh, Miami. Uh, some teams that, you know, kind of envision themselves as better. And then it goes off the rails. Do they really get up for a, you know, B or C level bowl when they thought they were going to have college game day coming to their game. And think about it. They just watched Oklahoma get their asses handed to them. Do you think the Utah guys like are going? Us? At, we could have thought we could have sat there and, you know what I mean? That well, defense. They should we, watch what Oregon does. Cause Oregon had a better shot at them than Utah anyway. Cause Oregon <laughs> took them out exactly. in the Pac-12. So also we'll watch true. the Rose Bowl tomorrow yep. and wax yep. poetic about Ducks Badgers. Yes. Yeah. But unfortunately they got to play tonight. So they don't have time uh, to check it out, which is exactly why um, in these spots, give me the seven and a half points. I, I do not trust 18 year old Joe. Would you rather it. be like at home for New Year's Eve party and you're in some random town that you don't know about? Sure, you got your and boys on your team, but it's New Year's Eve. Exactly. Yeah. And like exactly. this game is going to be over, what, like 10 o'clock uh, Central yep. Time or wherever they are? Yep. By the time they yep. get out of the locker room and all that, they're going to be, what, going back to the team hotel and having some I'm chips and you. dip? Sucks. It Fuck. absolutely sucks, Fuck. especially since everyone's like, dude, you guys could have beat. You could have beat LSU. You could have beat. You should have been you guys. Should have been yeah. you. Yeah, well, it should have been a lot of things. Unfortunately, it's not. You're playing Texas, and now you're laying seven and a half because the market continues to overvalue you. So uh, grab the hook if you can. That would be my advice here with uh, Texas and Tom Herman. Uh, And then get ready for some movement here, Dane, because Saturday's card here with the Bills and Texans and Tennessee and New England, 
Um, already starting to see some uh, some interesting ticket counts here. Texas opened up as a three point, you know, that the the usual three point favorite here. Uh, man, I, I'm seeing a lot of bets on both sides grab Buffalo in that number of three here. I've seen it drop down to two and a half for a little while. I've seen a little bit of buyback. Where does FanDuel have this game right now? They have it three on the number, Joe. Oh, so it's still three. Okay, good. Yeah, so there uh, is the plus three for Buffalo, Joe, is minus 130. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's it's coming to two and a half any yep. moment now. Um, yep, yeah, place. which yep. which makes sense. So a lot of lot of Buffalo support in this game. Road dog in here, which we, we have told you guys in the past. Uh, playoff dogs, 95 and 76 against the number, 56% since 2003. So it gets even better when you start going less than three points, which is kind of where Buffalo is right now as a dog. Then it goes up to 59%. So uh, I do think there's going to be, I think there's a good shot. There might be some points scored in this game. What is the total number right now? I know it's been, it's come down a little bit. The total for the first game, Joe, right now is 42 and a half. Down from... Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, so it was 41 and a half. It's actually been bet up a little bit now. Oh, so up, up a 42 and a half. I, weather's not going to be a problem, right? Fast track. Uh, I got to believe the wide receivers, all of them are going to play for Houston. I, you know, I, you don't have know about to be, Fuller. We don't know about I, Fuller. I, that hammy. They better I get. Mean, listen, uh, they'll, they'll shoot it up. They'll numb the pain. Uh, you know, you got to figure that. Honest. Right. But, yeah. you know, but still is going. Injured. We'll yeah, see. Stills will go there. Stills uh, will be sure. Yeah, will be, I'm unsure, one. right? So Yep, Fuller's the only one. Yeah. So Let me bring I, up the latest on him. Go ahead. We know how profitable the uh, Buffalo has been uh, to the under. It's not exactly like they've played in uh, some <laughs> shootout games, so to speak, here, yeah, uh, yeah. Dane. But I, I think this is a tough matchup for the Texans at home. Quietly, though, let us not forget about the uh, the dude running the ball for the Texans, shall we? Uh, Carlos Hyde is a guy that has over a thousand yards this year that nobody talked about, and we know the biggest weakness of this Buffalo Bills defense that run defense not it, it can be gotten. Just ask Philadelphia. So I do think he's going to play a huge role in this game here to keep them honest in Buffalo. Yeah, I can see that. And remember, the the Bills' pass defense is better than their run defense, okay? Yep. The Tredavion Whites of the world. Carlos Hyde had a nice little workman-like season to get over 1,000 right. yards. Him and Duke Johnson will be utilized on Saturday. Yeah, especially out of the uh, catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah, that's all Duke Johnson, for sure. Yep. I don't, the wide receivers are nice, but I think the running backs are going to be the focus and the key to Houston winning this game. Be interesting to see where this line goes. We'll talk Tennessee, New England, and that line moving next. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
So it's definitely time for you guys to get in the game, and why not start off the new year with a brand-new DraftKings Sportsbook account because if you are listening right now to the show, you guys can get yourself a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. And really, it's just a matter of going ahead and doing a couple of things here. Number one, just head over to... Uh, I believe the DraftKings and open yourself up a sportsbook account. That would help. That would be number one. Uh, number two, if I was you, I would go ahead and make a deposit. That seems easy enough. And then number three, place that first bet in DraftKings. They'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Keep in mind the offer is eligible to all users and new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. You got to head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And as if they needed any more, Dane, any more bad news, it looks now like the Eagles are going to be without their Pro Bowl right guard, Brandon Brooks, who now is also out with a shoulder injury. Damn. He's going to miss the playoffs. So now Zach Ertz, Brooks, um, like Lane Johnson dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, it just, it can, it just, the news gets worse, man. Yeah. So they just keep piling up for this poor team. But hey, listen, they keep showing up and they keep winning games. But this is a dude you just gave $55 million to in the offseason, and this is a guy that anchored that offensive line. Now he's gone. After all year, now he's gone. It's like, what else do they got to do at this point? Yeah, the only saving grace that I saw yesterday for the Philadelphia Eagles is that it looks like Miles Sanders um, avoided like the dreaded yeah. high ankle sprain. It looks like he's going to be able to go, and he's been a revelation for them, Joe. You know, So the fact that they'll have him and Jordan Howard makes yeah. it you know, a little bit better, and they still got Carson Wentz under center, and you and I both have been on the side of, listen, he is proving his worth right now and being one of those guys that can make plays. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on Sunday. It really is. And, uh, of course, this Saturday game, 8-15, just – I was very curious to see what was going to happen here at Tennessee and New yep. England uh, as far as the market and what was the movement going to be? Where was the money going to go? Because you've got you got two things at play here. You you have the diehard public who is just going to go, listen, guys, let's do the number here. Brady and Belichick, 27 and 10 straight up in the playoffs since 2003. Um, they are uh, they have been what? Nine Super Bowl like, you know, yeah. You're going to get those people that are saying, I'm not sticking a fork in them just yet versus this group of people who are going, stick a fork in them, guys. They are done. So this game opens up as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. And, yeah, it's been it's been moved back here a little bit now to the four-and-a-half range. And yet I'm seeing ticket counts to be right around – it's kind of split. I mean, the public is relatively split, but they are leaning towards – Tennessee in this matchup, but that kind of line movement from five and a half to four and a half tells me that, yeah, some of the uh, some of the more well-respected betters, obviously, they're all over Tennessee, and it's not like they don't have good reason to be here, Dane. Yeah. The question is, do you trust Belichick and Brady to bounce back after a humiliating loss to the Miami Dolphins there on Sunday? Joe, all season long, we've been saying that. Uh... It's time, right? It's mm. over. 
All season long, we've been saying it doesn't look right. All season long, we've seen Brady and Belichick kind of know by their moves and game planning or not trusting the wide receivers or that they were a function of the schedule and all that stuff. My take has been that if they were the wild card, they would not get through the gauntlet and get to the Super Bowl. Right. Mostly because they had to, we would have to have two road games. This week is the one home game they would get. And I know Tennessee is a bad matchup with Derrick Henry. I know A.J. Brown can do what Devontae Parker did against Gilmore. I know, you know, Vrabel knows them. I am going to kind of have it both ways, Joe. I do think the Patriots are done, but I think this is the one week where they summon the echoes and the random mm. ridiculous nonsense happens, Joe. I think this is the week they get a block punt. I think this is the week they've been saving the Mohamed Sanu passes to Julian Edelman who passes to Tom Brady play. I think this is the last hurrah, and I think maybe the Pats win but don't cover in this one. I know everybody's on Tennessee, and I would like, Joe, you know this, I would like nothing better to mm -hmm. be dancing on their grave come Saturday night. You know I would love it. Yep. But to me, they still have one more trick left in them. I don't think they're completely dead yet. And I think this is, instead of it being the divisional round where they get their win at Foxborough, I think this is the last hurrah for the dynasty. I think they get the win on Saturday night. It's, um, it's going to be very interesting to see right up until kickoff, guys, on uh, Saturday night. How much when the limits are off the board, where does that big money come in, Dane? Where where are they going to push this? Because early on, it's pushing it towards Tennessee. So while the public uh, seems, at least for the most part, to be split, and and of course the Patriots are always going to have their backers, certainly from the public. They are favorites, and we know the public loves favorites. Uh, I would also keep an eye on the weather because one of the whole great things about Foxborough and playing games in January, Dane, is the weather always usually yeah. favors, you know, New England, who is built for that. Now, That's true. I don't see well, any Derek rain. Derrick Henry's built for it, too. You know, yeah, this team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Vrabel yeah, coming in with them. He ain't scared yeah. of that. But it's not built for Tannehill. So sure. that's the uh, that's the other problem. So keep an eye on it. The wind, they're saying anywhere from 8 to 10 miles an hour. There's not a lot of moisture, I guess, uh, in the forecast, which has always been a problem in years past. Uh, but the total sits, what, 43 and a half? What are you showing at FanDuel? Yep. 43 and a half for the late game Saturday. It hasn't moved, guys. It, it Like, it hasn't moved, which I find fascinating. We do know that wild card unders, wild card round unders, 62 and a half percent to the under nice. since 2003. The Patriots nice. actually played a lot more unders this year than you would think. Nine and seven in their games this season. But the interesting thing is Tannehill has gone nine and one to the over. Since oh, yeah. he came in at like quarterback, points a game with him. So Tennessee ten and six to the over in this game. Um, is it going to be a grind out game? And and really, what do you think the blueprint for the game is? If New England has to win this game, Dane, how are they doing it? It sounds crazy. I never thought I would say the sentence I'm about to utter, Joe. And I think you know what it is. The New England Patriots have to be conservative to keep Ryan Tannehill off the field and limit his possessions. Right? Glad you said like, it Joe, first. Look, I know, but 
I'm right. Like, isn't yeah, that it, Joe? I, is that what they got to do? We see on the Patriots side, they don't trust it. They want it. Remember last playoffs, Joe? It was the Sony Michelle show, right? You know, and they were being conservative. Now, what have we seen this year? Even less uh, dynamic potential in the offense even more resorting to trick plays. They're going to try and win this by punching the Tennessee Titans defense in the mouth and keeping yep. Tannehill off the field. And so that also profiles to the under for this game, Joe. It's a it's a shame, too, because I know this dude would love to be here, but unfortunately he's um, he was put on IR earlier in the year. But Malcolm Butler, guys, is a Tennessee Titan. Oh, 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 and wow, him yeah. and Adoree Jackson both. <laughs> Prior to them guys both going out, and Jackson hasn't played since week 13, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Butler was right around week 8 or 9, they went out. But prior to that, guys, that secondary of Tennessee was lights out. Unfortunately, since they've gone, they ranked 30th in pass success rate allowed. So teams were lighting them up in the secondary once those two, their, their secondary is not good. So Do now you got to look at it and say, I'm not going to run the ball that. if I'm Sony Michelle and if I'm going to be Rex Burkhead. The vulnerability of the Tennessee Titans is in the secondary. Do they have enough in the passing game to be able to exploit it? Because without Butler and Jackson in the back and in that secondary, yeah. they have been lit up by just about everyone that's played them. All right. So they're going to get a lit up by Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers, and Nikhil Harry. That's like the that's question. what we're talking about, right? Because yep. what you're talking about with the cornerbacks and getting beat, that's not the Julian Edelman role, right? Julian nope. Edelman is still going to be his two-way go and reading, you know, reading mm -hmm. chemistry and hot routes with TB12. What you're yep. talking about is Nikhil Harry. You're talking yep. about, uh, you know, Philip Dorsett. Um, yep. So can they? Uh, can they take advantage? Know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Can they take I, advantage? Because still, it's there. It's there, but right. what have we seen from the passing game? I got to think New England's simply going to go, we're going to try to keep moving the chains. We're going to try to, can New England win in a shootout is the question no, too. Do you think no, they can win a shootout? Thing. No, because the Titans, and again, I can't believe this, the Titans have more ammunition. <laughs> the team that yeah. a mere two years ago was called Exotic Smash Mouth, Joe, I think has more dynamic playmakers all over the field yep. than New yep. England. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, Derrick Henry. These are better skill position players than what the Pats are running out there. Yep. Um, I think one of the big questions for all of us to decide is, is that switch available to flip for the Patriots this year? We've seen that's it the thing. year Here's after past. year. It's, I mean, nine of the last 10 for the Titans games has been over. Um, we're seeing this number stuck at 43 and a half. The Patriots have actually gone over in their last three games here, guys. But if I'm Tennessee, I want to put as many, right? I feel like I've Let's got go. to step on Let's the throat of this Patriots team. That's I'm going to try to light them up best chance I can get. That's the style of game I want. Yeah, you have to, right? I mean, that's what you want to do. I welcome, I welcome yeah. the shootout because I think I'm, I got better horses than you if that's the style that we're going to play. And I Let's think they have the defense that can limit. They can stop Derrick Henry. The question is, can Tannehill take advantage of what opens up in the secondary? A.J. Brown's been able to take advantage of everybody. Oh, that's a matchup nightmare for them. Matchup nightmare. It is. It really is. You know? Jonah Smith, <laughs> snatch up nightmare. Yes, no.
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Well, the hits keep coming for the Seattle Seahawks, too. They lose Michael Kendricks now. Torn ACL. So, another linebacker gone for the Seahawks. Um, wow. Uh, just now, Pete Carroll did say he expects Quandry Diggs back, which is big. Um, that'll be big for the game in Philadelphia. We told you if you're just joining us here that uh, it looks like Brandon Brooks, the uh, the right guard, starting right guard for the Eagles, he's gone now. So he's uh, he's shelved. He won't be playing. I mean, both of these two teams, just the injuries continue to pile up. It's backups and backup backups right now in this game, Dane. And looking at the Looking at the market and how they're treating this game right now, it's another interesting. This one is Sunday at 4 o'clock, guys. The Seahawks opened up as a a short one-point road favorite. And I can tell you, almost 90% of the bets came in on Seattle, uh, making them by far the most popular as far as the public plays goes. Really? Of this weekend, the public is hammering um Seattle here I've even seen it been pushed to two two and a half in some places and then I saw some some obviously some buyback came in when it got a little when they started getting to that two and a half mark is it at one and a half still at uh Fandle it is currently still at one and a half the Eagles are home dogs to finish off the weekend and I gotta tell you Joe if it stays like this six point teaser for me I'm taking it to Mm. over a touchdown yeah, if I can get Philly, if I can get Philly over a touchdown at seven and a half, it's one and a half right now. That's where I'll go. I'll tell you right now. The uh, the weather, guys. This is definitely a game you want to keep an eye on. Uh, mm. It's going to be in the 30s, um, up to 15 mile per hour wind set for this game, uh, which is uh, which is certainly worth noting from a total perspective. The total hasn't moved. Is it still 46? It opened at 46. What are you showing at FanDuel? It's on the number. Still right, right there. It ain't moved. Yep, it ain't moved. So, can Seattle and Philadelphia. Now, listen, Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson, wind is always an issue, but Carson Wentz has got a cannon. Russell Wilson has been there and done that. I do find it interesting how well Seattle has played on the road this year, especially Listen, Russell Wilson, West Coast to East Coast, one of the most profitable guys there has been. So he is a dude that plays very well on the East Coast. This is a matchup that should favor Seattle. Even with all the injuries, it should favor him. But, damn, I think this is a coin flip game any which way we look at this, Dane. Yeah. I do, too. I agree with you, Joe. Okay, both these teams are banged up. These teams played each other about a month ago, and I believe it was a 17 or 16-9 final. Yeah, sloppy. Um, in a yeah. game that also had bad weather and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I, Joe, I just think Seattle I, – I think Philly – is getting hot at the right time, largely due to Carson Wentz. They're finding ways to win. And, you know, I know we're big these days, you, me, and uh, Gabe. We're not talking about narratives, right, and things of that nature. But I feel like all that that, uh, 
abstract stuff is for Philly. They will be at home. They have been, in essence, you know, like playing playoff games for the last month, you know, to just to get in here. And I really lean towards Carson Wentz kind of fully realizing himself as the leader of this team. Now, granted, I want to see if Zach Ertz will be there because he's absolutely important. And I still want to see about Miles Sanders. But they're pulling guys like Greg Ward and Boston Scott. And that's all due to the puppet master, Carson Wentz. I like what's happening in Philly. I think this profile's like you to a coin flip game. That's why if I can tease this and get more than a score, I like that's what I'm doing on Sunday. I think I'm teasing the Eagles up, and I think I'm teasing the Saints down to under a field goal. The uh, listen, I give Philadelphia a lot of credit, guys. No Ertz, uh, three main wide receivers gone, yeah. two primary running backs gone, starting right tackle now gone. So while Seattle does have some injuries, they just lost Kendricks. We know that, but obviously, uh, if if they can get Quandry Diggs back, which looks they're going to have him back in the secondary, and of course, uh, you know Jadavian Clowney looks like he's going to be ready to go. It's, you know, Seahawks have had their share of injuries, but enough guys, nobody. You think the Yankees had a lot of injuries this year? Sure. What's happened to Philadelphia and the fact they're still standing uh, is amazing. And kudos to the coaching staff, Carson Wentz, and the leadership, because this would have been a team many times over. Might have just been like, oh, screw this, dude. Everything we do, nothing goes our way. Um, but they have fought, so good for them. But the Seahawks are 5-0 and straight up in the Eastern time zone this year, man. Back to the point with Russell Wilson. Uh, if it comes yeah. down to Carson, as good as he is, making a play, or Russell Wilson, who do I trust? It's a tough call. But I think what we saw there, even in uh, at home against San Francisco in this game, was right. um, you ain't counting out Russell Wilson. I mean, damn, dude. It's, Absolutely. He's going to make a play in the first time. Seven and a half, because I think yeah. it's going to be a one score game. So give yeah. me seven and a half. But here's the only Unless thing I'll say turnovers, back to that. Something crazy happens. Right. And here's um, the thing, Joe. You also I saw on Sunday night, I saw San Fran get pressure on Russell Wilson. OK, right. um, with that, you mentioned Dwayne Brown being out for the Seahawks. That's a big offensive lineman protecting Russell. Big time. I know. And I know that Fletcher Cox. Barnett and that crew, I think Philly can get pressure on Russell Wilson. And without that run game, you know, fine, they got beast mode and home or whatever. They're going to need that run game. If, if Russell Wilson turns into a volume thrower, I think it's bad. We've seen Carson Wentz do it to some success. Yep. I don't think yep. Russell it, – it's a challenge if that's what they need, Russell. They need that run game. I'm worried Philly can get pressure on Russell Wilson. Yeah, I – um. And I'm trying to figure out, I mean, the wind is going to be up there, but can yeah. we expect can we expect some scoring in this game? Can we expect maybe the defenses to be exploited a little bit here? And both of these teams? Right the number. Yeah, in the 20s. You know? I can see this game in the 20s. If we think it's a close game, right, Joe? It sounds like we both think this is a, a coin flip kind of game, right? Talk to me, Joe. 27-21, 24-20. Twenty-six, right. twenty-three, you know, something like that. I believe at least, and that's right around the number, Joe. Yeah, this it is was seventeen-nine, guys. Season. For those of you that don't remember, week twelve, seventeen-nine. Right. The, the number there, there was, was forty-five involved, and a half, right? and it was way was under at that, that particular game. There was weather in there, but I will say this: if you think that 
you uh, you want to be a contrarian, you want to look to the over, uh, hold off, because I can promise you this number mm. is probably going to be continued to bet down, okay. especially as those weather reports come in. So there's still time for you there. And in this last game here with Minnesota and New Orleans, let's face it, guys, um, this is the most lopsided of them all right now from a betting perspective. The books opened up New Orleans at around seven and a half as a home favorite. That is was immediately bet up. They pounced the Saints. The spread now at eight um, continues to come in on New Orleans. What is the um, is it still minus one ten for eight or where are they at at FanDuel? It is still at eight uh, and even juice. Even juice. All right. So the problem with this game is if you're gonna back Minnesota. I would also probably hold off here because I do think this number It'll is grow. just going to continue to rise, yeah, Dane. I think I think it's going to get to eight and a half, nine before we know it. And I think there'll be some opera. I think probably plus nine is where it's going to end off just before kickoff. So I do think there's going to be a buyback situation here if you want to back, uh, if you want to uh, take uh, Minnesota, hold off on this. Don't hop on the eight just yet. The money hasn't stopped coming in on uh, New Orleans, Dane. It's, uh, I don't know, is eight a little too much, more than a touchdown here against this team? I don't know. You know, I ultimately, no. I think the Saints will win this game by double digits. If you ask me, you know, uh, my knee-jerk reaction. However, sure. because like I said, this Philly-Seattle game is right there 1-2, and this one right. at 8-9, this is perfect for the tease, Joe, in my opinion. I get to cross right. the three and the seven in both games in the way I want. Okay, so that's the way I'm looking at it. I do think the Saints have that working margin, but the you know more than a touchdown just gives me a little cause for pause. That's why it looks like I'm going to be teasing the Sunday games. I do have one thing to bring up on this one, Joe, and it ties back to some of the coaching stuff we were talking earlier. Okay, Jerry Jones apparently has a soft spot, Joe, for Mike Zimmer. Yeah, he does. Former defensive coordinator there. There were some retirement rumors about Zimmer. Minnesota, maybe they've gone as far as they can go. Mm. I am very interested to see if and when Minnesota loses on Sunday, what the conversation is around Zimmer next week. You know, I say there's always a surprise out there. Just watch that space, okay? There's been some buzz about Zimmer. Uh and we'll see what happens after Sunday. But for the game, I like New Orleans. And if you look at it, Joe, if you look at, say, like the odds to win the Super Bowl, the Saints are the fourth choice. They are clearly mm -hmm. the best choice out of any team playing on wild card weekend. So it makes right. sense that they have a more than a touchdown kind of uh, spread. That's why I will be teasing them. Yes, I like the Saints outright. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the news is and buzzes and rumors are around Mike Zimmer starting next week. Jerry has a soft spot. That could be a respected coach and someone he feels could be a yes man, Joe. Could check all the boxes for Jerry. Listen, the Saints are clearly the better team at home yes. compared to Minnesota on the road. I have no doubt that. But the real question here is, is the public fascination with the Saints and the love for Drew Brees and everything, has it overinflated them based upon recency bias? 
feast upon, you know, what we have seen them just dominate teams over here. And of course, watching Minnesota and, you know, it's like, oh, I can't win in prime time. I mean, that you've got negative bias versus positive bias right. here in a situation inflating the number. And don't forget, guys. Because the number sits at eight and opened up at seven and a half, that's not an indication of who Vegas thinks is going to win. It's simply an indication of where they feel the market and the number of the public betters are going to. They're shading this line towards the public. This should really be closer to five and a half and six. But the truth is, because they know the public is going to continue to hammer the Saints and they're going to love him, this number is already shaded. So to me, if you can get this, if this happens to come in anywhere under seven, uh, you right. got to jump on the Saints. Um, and there's going to be some buyback at some particular point here. The question is, when does it happen? But I think the line was overinflated to begin with. I don't, the Saints are the better team at home, but Cook is back, right? All, mm-hmm. Both of their running backs we now have so. had a couple of weeks. Yeah, we you got so, yes. Thielen also has that now Another a couple of weeks to get. They're yep. going to be the healthiest that they have been in a while offensively here. So they do have the running game to to keep his ass on the sideline, Drew Brees. I will tell you that. They have sure. the opportunity to keep him on the sideline. So can Zimmer come up with a game plan to slow the Saints down enough and give them enough chances to put the ball in the end zone? Maybe. And that's why I agree with you, Joe. The Saints are real public right now, right? Yes. As far as, as, as any of the teams playing on this weekend, at least. Right? Oh, yes. And so... That's why, and you're right, I think that's baked in. And as soon as it's over seven, I'm a little bit like, whoa, hold on a second now, right? (laughs) So that's why, tell me if you like this though, Joe, I'm going to tease them down to under a field goal. And I'm going to tease Philly up and I'm going to cross three and seven with both of them. I'll wind up with something like Saints minus two and the Eagles plus eight. What do you think about that one, Joe? Smart move. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. I think that's where I'm going to go with that. Nothing wrong with that because the the numbers are all lining up accordingly here. I can cross three and seven with both of them. And I would also, guys, just figure out who it is in that uh, Eagles-Seahawks game and just go money line, guys. Uh, Just just go. If you like the Eagles, back them on the money line. Go to it. Um, I do think all of these games. Philly plus 115. One score games here, guys. Yeah. One score game. That's why so. I'm trying to get it to more than seven. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really do. Even this Minnesota game, I got a feeling. Right. But um, right. some final thoughts of 2019 coming up next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Here we go, guys. Getting ready to say goodbye to 2019. Usher in a brand new year and, of course, a brand new decade. 2020 is just around the corner. So uh, we will be back on uh, Thursday, I believe. Uh, Thursday, Friday. Yes, I don't know. When are we back? 
When are we back? Thursday. I don't even know. Thursday. 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 Okay, so we're back on Thursday. Today's Tuesday. So, yes, we're back on Thursday. And, uh, of course, getting ready for this, uh, the wild card weekend. You do have five, count them, guys, five uh, bowl games here today. I'm going to be back in Texas and Tom Herman here. I just think uh, I'm not buying Utah is going to be all excited to be in San Antonio New Year's Eve to take on the Longhorns after they spent the entire year getting smoke blown up their ass. Uh, the fact that they were overvalued is uh, is not something I find they're going to have a whole lot of motivation about. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to back I'm going to back Herm Edwards and yeah. Arizona State, uh, man. That's right. And, uh, I think it's listen. Florida State's got a new coach. Kids don't know what that means. They I'm not buying a plus. Cam Akers, their best running back, uh, decided he ain't playing in this game. He's moving to right. the draft for Florida State. Give me Herm, Ed- Herm Edwards will have these kids ready to rock and roll and ready to go. So uh, I'm going to take the under and Herm Edwards in this one, my man. You play to win the game. Hello. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, yep. Like I agree. Yep. I love Herm. I think he's going to go in this game. So uh, those are the two I like. And I'm going to back the SEC, too. I'm going to take. You know, Kentucky's got this kid at running back that was a wide receiver. They they lost their quarterback. So uh, Mark Stoops goes, all right, you're athletic. You played uh, quarterback in high school. So they put this kid right in the uh, uh, in the lineup and they basically don't throw the ball. They This kid just runs and runs the RPO without really the P. It's just really run. So. And yeah, but the, the funny part is that every team they have played knows it's coming. And they still can't stop this damn kid. Lynn Bowden, guys. This is the kid's name. Watch this kid today against uh, against Virginia Tech. Everybody knows what he's going to do. And you know what? Nobody can stop him. Give, Give me, me the, the rushing points. prop for the Navy yep. quarterback today. Can gonna I take that? Yep. <laughs> can gonna I take like Yep, going to be huge. Yeah. Yep. I think that hey, might I mean, go we... over the total, too. Keep an eye on that. Yeah. Could be a sneaky scoring game there okay. in that one. All right, happy, happy New, New Year, 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 guys. Daniel, I'll be back on Thursday. Good luck to you. Have a safe New Year. See you next decade, Joe. Peace. <laughs>